Hey everyone, welcome once again to another episode of Political with Juan Cordero Diaz. Today, I will not be your host, as my friend Mackenzie Levy, the Cleveland All Night, will be the one hosting this podcast because this topic is more of his thing than my thing. I will just be, I guess, a co-host or a background person for a little bit. So, let's get ready to have our minds blown with an expert on the film industry and this Hollywood thing since he tried and failed many times and went back and did it again and went back and did it again. So you're going to learn things that you may not know or that I may not know and then somebody eventually will know or we will find out today. So stay tuned. I can't see. Let me uh, pass the microphone to you and let you uh, begin this episode. Yeah, I do have a background in um, Hollywood entertainment. So I know a little bit about fame and we've had some recent events lately with people who were trying to get famous so i just kind of wanted to talk about what what it means to be famous and and the reality is that you can't become famous you can become kind of micro famous and, and you can and do small things and get following but the reality is that you can't become hyper famous like these people that you see on tv or on these social media things that have millions and millions of followers like you cannot become a billboard music artist even if you're a talented person you have to be in a specific club that does specific things and even if you're willing to do those things they don't just let anybody in even if they're really talented so i figured uh, i could give you a little bit of background on my experience in the entertainment industry and just tell you a little bit of secrets about what some of these people are doing and, and you can see yourself that they they reveal that they're in these secret societies and they reveal that they all do this kind of demonic stuff so I uh, before I was the alt night I was pursuing a career in acting so I was I've always been doing construction as a trade but um, during a, a lull in that industry, I decided I was doing stand-up comedy for fun, and I decided I really wanted to pursue a career in entertainment. I had gotten a, a modeling contract in the city I was living in because I had done um, a, a article for a local magazine because I was on the rugby team, and they needed a picture of someone who was photogenic and who had had a lot of injuries, and so my uh, president of my team, he was like, hey, I got the guy. So I went and after that, my aunt said, hey, why don't you submit your stuff to a local modeling agency? And I thought, I thought that was for like, kids <laughs> to do. I'm in my 20s. So I did it. And they accepted me. And when I went in to sign the contract, they're like, do you act too? Because we have an audition right here for a TV show that's being shot in South Carolina, even though I was living in Indianapolis. And I said, oh, yeah, I got stand-up comedy experience, so I'll try, you know, that. And so I did the audition, and I did terrible, and I didn't get the role or anything. But I was like, you know, I, I, I like this. And so they started calling me for auditions on commercials and local things. And I was getting some, some stuff for, like, a furniture store. And, and I would do little things. And I was doing auditions for independent films that people were shooting there. But there wasn't much going on in that city. And I figured if I really wanted to do it, if I, I if I really wanted to try to become a Hollywood actor with some money and the ability to make my own productions and do the stuff that I like to do, then then I was going to devote my life to that. So instead of going right to Hollywood, I went to a city that had an independent film industry going on and um, just to kind of cut my teeth and, and go to classes. And I went to Austin, Texas, where I lived for a year and went to different independent coaches most nights of the week. I was 
I had sold everything I had so I could just have a bunch of money to live on and try to be an actor. And they actually had a lot of auditions there for people at UT and, and a couple other colleges there. So I did some some acting for free, but they were roles where I had speaking parts on these productions that got put together and I was on some pilots and I actually played a drug dealer on one and I played a, a thief on another and I was kind of played darker roles that they thought I was a, a like a serial killer or something like that. So one <laughs> scene a couple of my uh, old videos, some of the shorts that, that were produced, and um, like I said, I'm not in a knight's attire. I'm in, I look like a, an Austinite, actually, in those. So, but Austin, uh, I didn't, I, I like Austin, but it's a really big party town. It's hard to get work done, and I didn't really like the architectural style of the houses there. I was living in a cool apartment complex that was for artists and musicians, but it was way too crazy because it also had like a lot of partying going on there. So I needed to go somewhere and I, and, and I heard that New Orleans was becoming Hollywood South, that they were bringing all these productions there from Hollywood because they had a tax incentive. And so I love New Orleans. I've been going there for a long time and I, saw this as an opportunity to go live there. So I sold everything I had again and moved to New Orleans and I got an apartment in the French Quarter in this kind of really cool uh, attic of this old cigar box factory around Governor Nichols Street. And it was actually right across the street from Brad Pitt's house where he has in New Orleans. So yeah. I, when I got there and they were like, oh, Brad Pitt's right across the street. I, I never saw him there. But I see. I saw when Angelina Jolie came town. They went to the market, and they had their security outside, twenty four hours a day. Anyways, so I'm living in New Orleans, and as soon as I got there, I started getting parts in um, different productions. I was a a cop, a background cop on a show called Common Law, and so I had regular work doing that, where it was like three, four days a week. I would just have to go, and I I get to the set wherever they're shooting around New Orleans, and. I put on my cop uniform that they have sized and ready for me, <laughs> and then I go sit in a tent, and then I wait until they're like, we need three cops, like, come on, and then I have to go and be with the stars, like, next to them or doing whatever, and I had some cool things I did with that, with, like, you know, running around and hiding behind dumpsters and holding the guns, and so, and sending this show to my, my parents and being like, look, I'm on TV, so I uh, did some bigger productions and was, um, I was on Treme. And then I was in Now You See Me, and then uh, This Is The End, that Seth Rogen movie where it's the end of the world. There's a party at James Franco's house where all these celebrities who are playing themselves are gathered, and I had to audition in like my cool clothes so I could get a role to like go and be just a guest at this party, but I'm, I'm at this party. So I, I then, because I'm friends with people who were doing the stuff around New Orleans. I'm going to these Hollywood parties and trying to like mingle in with some of these famous actors and just being around them and thinking maybe I can get an opportunity somehow. I always would say, well, when the door opens, an opportunity door opens, I'm ready to walk through. I got it all. I got the background experience. I got the training. I got the talent. I'm, I'm ready. So then uh, during the summer in New Orleans, everything dries up as far as the film industry. So then hurricanes come and I need to get a job. So I went and worked in the clubs in the quarter and kind of lost sight of my Hollywood ambitions. And then one of the girls in one of the clubs I was working at, she was like, Hey, 
you know, you don't look like you belong here. You look like you're supposed to be in Hollywood. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to go there. I forgot. And she was like, well, I'm going there too. I've lived there before. You know, do you want, do you want to go? And I said, yeah. So we tried, I, we went out there and I got an apartment with her as a friend. And then she kind of introduced me to the people that she knew out there who were famous people or famous adjacent people. And that way I had kind of a network there. And in Hollywood, there's no background work to be had. There's no like light work for a small time actor. And there's not much regular work either because all these small time actors who think that they can go out there, they all have those jobs taken. So I had to go work this day labor job for $50 a day for eight hours with lots of people from Mexico and different countries. You have to show up at 5 a.m. They'd sign you to some temp job and I ended up working in a tile warehouse as a job driving a forklift. And this is not what you think Hollywood is going to be, but this is what Hollywood is. You live in an apartment by yourself, maybe if you can afford it and walking around riding the bus. And it's like, well, how do you get onto the billboard so that you can be <laughs> one of these people? It's like, well, they don't want you on there because they're on there and like they don't have room for another guy, even if you have it all. And I didn't even think about my race or how that factored in. I was just like, Hey, I'm a funny actor from, you know, back home, like bring, let, bring me out. Like, like, let me play with you guys. Let me hang. And, and you, you realize like, no, that's, they're not letting people in. And so I kind of just thought it was like, well, you know, I had my shot, I did it. And, and there was a couple of earthquakes and I had written some cool scripts and I quit my job and I, I went and tried to pursue the script and see like, how could I get a movie written and, and started to like find that there was a whole bunch of mountains that you had to climb to get any work done at all there. And it was like, well, I can't do this here. Like no one's, no one's helps anybody there. No one's friendly to anybody there. Even the people that are trying to help you, they are doing it for themselves. And then they like pull the rug out from underneath you because they really would rather just have that, feeling of hurting you than actually even being successful themselves by working with you. So I, I still have friends out there. I did meet some good people, but for the most part, people out there are good. And I, I, the one time I was walking down the street and I saw this guy talking to some investor and he was like, I'm so glad you're finally invested in my movie. I can finally do something. And, and the guy was like, Oh, I, I wanted to tell you, um, can you write in another role for my friend's sister? Cause she's an actress. And he was like, well, that kind of really affects the movie. It's like, well, that's what you do when you ask for money. You have to give up your vision because now you're saying, hey, I need you to do this. And I'm like, well, if I'm paying, then you're going to do it my way. You have to give it to the man so the, the people put in the money. So after that, I had uh, I had realized, hey, that's not really going on. And that's when I went and was living out in the woods in Northern California and got into the public safety thing, which we talked about before, and I got a book about and everything. But back to the fame in Hollywood. So after I got back into this area and started to get into, I, I don't know what you'd call it, the conspiracy theory community and see some of these things and see some of the things I had seen when I was there, but not recognized and seeing that a lot of these people are doing these symbols and they're all doing the same kind of things in all their movies. And it's like, well, is there this network of people that are are helping each other, not helping other people, and they're all in this secret club that they all do this, and you can only be famous if you're in the secret club, and the club is satanic. And it's like, well, let's let's review the evidence. 
So all these people, these these hyper famous people that are in the stratosphere of fame, they all do these weird hand symbols all the time. They put one hand over their eye, and the, or they will make a six 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 with their hand by doing like the OK sign, or they will on a lot of their entertainment pieces on the front cover. And I don't, I'm not worried about saying this. It's not like, oh, they're going to come get them because like they're very flavored about the way they do it. And also, shit, if you're not alive by two days, we know. <laughs> Illuminati got it. By the time this podcast is released, if you're not care. alive, the Illuminati's got you. <laughs> the Illuminati doesn't care about people talking about the Illuminati because it's like a joke. So it's it, they can just be like, oh, the crazy old knives talking about the Illuminati. Who cares? And some people have said that I'm in it because uh, some of the symbolism I was wearing when I came out, and uh, I mean, I'm the alt knight, and you know, I have a a slight amount of notoriety keep that in mind anybody who thinks that maybe they could get famous by being adjacent to me like i'm not so don't think that like it's gonna help you and like juan somehow he's able to i guess circumvent the curse of, of mackenzie by bringing me on these shows and still being successful so most people that like get involved with me they, it doesn't end up working out in their favor where they become successful and famous because i'm not because I'm not an Illuminati, and I'm not going to do the rituals, and they wouldn't let me in anyways. So when I was in Hollywood, I looked into some of the actual like like big secret societies that you could just see because they're right there, like the Scientology Church and the Freemasons. And I've been looking at that actually, the Scientology Church, because I've been seeing like YouTube videos, and I'm like, shit! Now I want to make fun of these people. Now, like, I want to go around and fuck with them for a little bit. Then I was looking at these videos and it's like, holy shit. They're monsters. Like, there's this woman that literally had to, her son was recording her. She had to start crying and I feel like her son died for them to stop calling her. And the next day, they call her again. Like, they literally promised to stop calling her and the next day, they're like, literally, they're worse than the ref comes, but they're like, just almost as close as the ref comes, pretty much. So, well, it's funny because they're a big presence in Hollywood. I didn't even know. I got to Hollywood and, and where I was staying in uh, East Hollywood and Silver Lake, the apartment, you could look out and you could see the Hollywood sign. And just beneath the Hollywood sign, you can see this big, huge blue building with the same kind of font. And it's in white letters. It says Scientology. It's like, what? That, that, that's there? And my friend's <laughs> like, yeah. You should go join it. There's people that are in it. And I was like, like who? And she's like, oh, some musicians that I know and stuff. And so I, I'm there to network. And I am trying to like figure out how Hollywood works. So I'm, I, okay. So I go to the main Scientology church and I'm like, where do I sign up? And they're like, okay, well, here you come to these intro classes and you pay this much money. And it is really like a school where they teach you different ways to get through life. And especially in the early classes, they just teach you how to make things easier for yourself. They teach you how networks work and, and where the point person is in the context of getting a job. So if you want to get a job, you're not going to, you're going to know what to do. You're going to know how to, how to navigate these, these social environments. So it, it is somewhat beneficial. And I went through three of the classes and I didn't have any more money because at this point I've sold everything for like three, four times. I got like a rental car that's got to be back and I have no other money and I had an air mattress and a, that's it. So I am like, I don't have any more money. And they're like, oh, you don't have any more money? We don't really want to deal with you anymore. It's like, well, wait, I need help. Like, I need help, like, find an apartment. Do you guys do any of that? Like, like, can you give me any of your, like, cult fit? Like, I'm willing. Like, I, want, I need help. And they're like, no, 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 we don't do that. 
So they ended up calling me like later after I'd been there. Somehow I got on this list to go to the Celebrity Center, which is a different building. It's like a castle, and it's in West Hollywood. And I was like, whoa, of course I'm being invited to the Celebrity Center. They must have heard about my background work. So I go, and (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting in this, this meeting with all these people, and they're watching this presentation about going on a cruise. And uh, and you had to pay twenty eight hundred dollars, but on the cruise you were gonna get to make a movie. That was what they, they sent me this thing. It was like, do you want to make your own movie? And I'm like, yes, I do. So I go to this uh, thing, and and these people are raising their hand. They're asking these questions, and like the one guy raises his hand. He goes, so if you're already affluent, and looks around, how, would this going on this cruise make you even more affluent? And they're like, absolutely. And I was like, what? That's such a weird question. I put my notes down and I was like, I'm not going on this cruise. I don't have $2,800. I I wanted to make a movie about this script I wrote. And I was thinking they were going to help me get like resources and cameras and, and people. And so I get a tap on my shoulder and they're like, come with us. And then, okay. And they walk me down this hall of the celebrity center and they leave everything just by myself. And they put me in this little, like, like turret side bottom room that's got rounded walls and these books behind these kind of like glass locked bookshelves. And this guy's like, so what are you doing here? And I said, oh, well, I want to make a movie. And he's like, well, we want to talk to you about, uh, you know, investing some of your money into this chair. And I was like, I don't have any. He was like, well, how are you going to learn this, this information that we have in these books? And I was like, you know, these, that's already tools in my tool chest. Cause I've been involved with some of the occult before and living in New Orleans and living in LA. I, I knew that these people were doing stuff like that. And I was always been kind of attracted to it and I, I the ability to kind of affect your environment but I don't recommend doing any of that stuff whether it's just regular witchcraft or New Orleans voodoo or Scientology witchcraft or any of the stuff that that you can do like don't do it because it always affects you negatively you get what you want but you get it in this haha way that's like <laughs> you got it you want that right? <laughs> so but these people are involved in magic and they are involved in witchcraft. And so the Scientology people, they don't bother me anymore, but, uh, I mean, they send me an email here and there, but there's not, they don't have like a big presence over here in these other smaller cities. Yeah. I was so wondering, cause I was looking at, I actually, again, I saw this like YouTube video, this guy who goes and harass them pretty much like in front of their center and they like try to come around and try to yell at him and try to assault him. And I was like, who the fuck are these people? Like how had I never heard of Scientology? Like, so I decided to do my research, it was like a couple of years ago, and I started like just watching their YouTube videos, like people like harassing them and people just going like yelling at them, and I kind of have fun with it, like screw it, that's, I would do that, I mean, that's kind of what I kind of do with the RevCom just online because I don't have a church or whatever, they'll have the Avakian, and they'll have the basics. They, oh, they have an Avakian, he's called L. Ron Hubbard, that's their, that's their guy. He invented their their religion because he was a science fiction writer, and that was what the first thing you go into there is a museum to him, and they had all these like these epic photos of him as a kid, like blowing a bugle over this sunset over a lake, and I was like, no way! Wait, is it like an Avakian? Like he's their he's their like Avakian figure. He's oh. L. Ron Hubbard who started this church religion, and so he was a, he was like a worshipful figure in their eyes when he was alive, but now that he's dead. He's like their saint. My fucking god. So, I- it, this whole museum is devoted to him, and I'm like, how do they have? How did this guy know he was going to be like this epic guy when he was a kid? That they had these professional pictures taken, and I was looking around like, this whole thing's fake. 
These are not him. These are like this. This whole thing is like a setup religion. And then I look into it, and it's like, oh, he did do that. He was like, well, if you set up a religion, then you don't get taxed, and you can pretty much do whatever you want. And he was like, so here's our religion. Let's start to buy all these properties. Does anybody want to make like the Juan religion? It's just only Juans, and anybody who John his name have to legally change their name to Juan. There you go. Like, I mean, Jesus, a tax write off. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shit, like the Juan. I don't know the Juan added tea or something. I don't know. Just make up a name for it. It's just Juan's. Juan's church or Juan. Juan Levy. There you go. You have to change your name to Juan if you want to be part of the Juan religion and you get a tax write-off, I guess. I'm not joining. <laughs> for the tax write-off. No, like, it's just funny because when I, like, I saw things like that, I'm like, holy shit. And then Hollywood has one of the biggest, like, Scientology churches. And I was looking, I'm like, what the fuck? And then, like, there's famous people as part of this. And there's, like, this biggest case of this woman who, like, actually left the religion and they make her life miserable, like, literally tell her that they would take her kids. And they took her kids. Like, the kids decided to stay with them. Like, what the fuck? Like, why do people think that this is, like, a normal thing? And I guess it's, they offer you all this crap, and then you pretty much end giving up to them and doing, like, their crap. You, you live, like, nothing just for these people. Well, that's a very visible example that people know about of a network of people that can, like, make or break you. So... That's why, getting back to the Illuminati, a lot of people don't believe that it could be real, that, that there would be this network. But it, it's on display in other ways, like the Scientology Church. So it's pretty, and like I said, it's on display in their symbolism and the way that they do things, that, that there is this network of evil people that run the entertainment industry and that support evil behavior and bring people in and they, they make them do more evil because you have to do these satanic rituals in order to elevate yourself in higher in their, in their, uh, whatever they call their degrees in <laughs> their hierarchy. I don't know, like whatever. So you can kind of see some of these people get rewarded. They'll do something really weird and it'll be like, why is it? Why are these people doing this? You'll see almost every famous actor has had to do something where he's had to cross dress. There's some, there's some, uh, like humiliation ritual that they're having to go through because they've been given what they asked for. They've been, they, a long time ago sold their soul and they said, I want to be classically famous, make me that. And they are. So they still have to do things. And also if they want to go next level, like they got to do a thing. Like you'll see a lot of them. They will do some either commercial or music video where they're bathing in what looks like a blood-like substance, but it's blood. Like, they're doing a ritual where they're, like, in blood. So... Fuck, that, it was, that was this guy, whatever his name is, he was, like, twerking to the devil. Like, you, have oh, you seen yeah, that one? That guy. How famous yeah. did he get? Yeah, he got very famous. He was twerking to the devil, and, like, he was, like, the devil's, in other words, like, blood little bitch, pretty much. And he was, like, just twerking mm -hmm. to the devil, like, dancing, bathing in blood throughout the video. Mm -hmm. That was oh, a really, like... cards or something they're saying. But why, why do that again and again and again? Why always do these same satanic themes? Like, they say that they don't even believe in God or Satan, so... Like, why not do a different theme, like a totally different theme? Why do biblical evil, classic devil, blood, don't, don't, why do that? Do something that's totally created, that's out, out I, of that whole thing that, that you say that you're not involved in, that you don't like. So, I mean, they could do under the sea theme, they could do anything, but they choose to do satanic blood stuff. So, and, um... Like, 
some of them get rewarded with like hot girlfriends that you'll be like, how did this guy get this girlfriend? <laughs> I, I will tell you the example that I saw where, what's that guy's name? He's really obnoxious. He was on Saturday Night Live. Pete something. He's friends with MGK. Is that Ariana Grande's like ex? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I cannot, like I cannot. That that woman. I cannot stand him. Right before he did that, he got a Hillary Clinton tattoo on his leg and went on national TV. And it's like, was, and, and was that some kind of like ritual that he did? And then he was rewarded with pick one, pick one of our Illuminati celebrities who you want to be your girlfriend. Cause they all owe us. And he went, Oh, I want the hottest one on the market. I'll take that one. And they were like, she's yours. And she was doting on him and he was wearing the stupidest clothes. And she was just like looking at him like, Oh, he's so attractive. And then he like, they got apart. And then, so he went with his childhood crush, which was like the girl from uh, underworld. What's her name? I don't Kate Beckinsale. And you could just tell like he, Oh, he's probably like loved her for his whole life. And now it's like, all right, now who do you want now? Cause he did some other thing. Bathed in blood. He gets his movies that are like, Oh, this movie will just be about you. You get to play you. Why? You're that cool. It's like, no, he did some ritual and now he is rewarded for that by the network that rewards that by they give him another movie. And also a lot of these movies in, in, in the film industry is used to launder money and to reward these people for doing that stuff because his budgets are so massive and these words that they're putting on these budgets are like code words for, for clothespins that they need to hang up like sheets and screens in front of the lights except that they got coded. so they could just put money through there and and book sales are like that too you ever see these people they do something real crazy and then it's like oh they're they're over and then it's like no they got rewarded with a book deal it's like oh so these people these actors and these musicians they do the craziest stuff that you could never do. Your life would be over. You would be like living in your basement, just like, I can't believe that that incident occurred and I did that and now it's done. But these people will do heinous crimes to, to kill people. And it's like, coming out next month, a movie with the guy who killed the person last month. <laughs> and they don't care because they have, they're in this network that will keep them going. And that's why they never, a lot of them never really get poor. But the ones that speak against it, they don't get popular or they have this like one little set of people that like speak against it for their controlled opposition. So it sounds like there's some people who are not in it who are like, Oh, I still got successful even though I didn't have to sign my name in blood to the Illuminati. Then you have like the Disney kids. Like I follow a couple of those like on the internet and um, I, it's, you know, it's like the wash out Disney kids pretty much because all they talk about is their life, how they were a Disney kid. Like, their entire childhood is there's one of them actually and i think she did like like then she did something with the cw whatever and now she's working two retail jobs like she literally made it very clear on her page and she's working two retail jobs she's that is probably the smartest thing anybody could do and i'm like run away from that industry and don't don't try to do it it's better to just live in a smaller city and work with people that are around you that are willing to do projects with you and especially now with the way that media is, you could just like put stuff on YouTube and it's, you could put a whole movie on there and it's right up there with everybody else's stuff. And so it's on the TV, smart TV. So you could just watch your own documentaries on there or whatever you want to yeah, do. And, or, and, or else you end like Michael Jackson, just giving you everything. I mean, your, your damn voice belongs to you, like the company that your producer and everything, like everything belongs to them. Like you, he couldn't even do something without asking permission before. Sure. Like to his uh, producer and stuff. They so really do own you. they owe you at the end. So 
So, yeah. But it's easier to work with people that are just in your community, and a lot of times they'll do it for for free or nothing, or or you just pay them a little bit, or you give them a favor. I mean, I've done some music videos, and my favor was that the guy who was the producer for those, he's got a, a recording studio, so that's how I'm able to go to um, into a professional recording studio and record my music because I, you know, I don't have extra money to do that, and you do have to have extra money to make these productions and to, to get high quality things. And I'm sitting at Juan's table here and he's got some nice equipment on the table, but that's what he needs to have in order to have a professional podcast. So you do have to devote your energy and your resources to, to do an entertainment if you want, but there's certainly a lot of things that are worth less that people devote their lives to. Yeah. It's uh, pretty much, you can see it. And I mean, you, you you have done like you know you do your youtube you do your films like you did a, an amazing documentary and that was pretty much with phones that's what i was like you gotta damn iphone and like record your like if you have a script get you have to have a couple of good friends that can like remember cameras. and like i mean iphones have amazing cameras these days and like i have the s22 23 ultra they're the, the samsung ones they have the best cameras out there like i mean if you want to record sex night or record some part of like the, the justice league movie his own movie, literally, off of the iPhone camera. And if you don't know where to start, if you if you like, well, how do how do you make a song? How do you make a movie? Just watch one that you like, and just like, okay, you can sort of see how it's put together because they're all put together that way. They all have a formula. Every single song that you hear on the radio, it's a formula. It, and the ones on the radio, I wouldn't even listen to those because they have like backmasking and they're putting spells on you when you're listening to that stuff. My music doesn't have any spells, so feel free. to <laughs> <laughs> but that that's uh the work that you have to do is you you have to like when i make my music there's 20 30 tracks of different instruments and vocals that i have all on this program but everything's done on just a simple computer i'm even using online programs to do it like i said the phone is is better than the a lot of the cameras that you can go rent from some of these places that rent you like nice ones. If you get into it, you want to rent a big red camera because you want to invest the money and you're going to put something in a film festival or something and you get good at it. it. Like I said, it's way cheaper to do it here in Cleveland than it is to try to do it in Hollywood. What are you going to try to pay a million dollar guy? And, and like I said, they're not going to work with you because you're not the Illuminati. So don't even bother. Yeah, you're not part of the uh, triangle. There was this. Um, actually, oh, that's another one. They do a pyramid with their hands. The pyramid with the hands. This. Um, too, just the, the horns. I, I have a friend who always takes a photo, and he always goes like this, and I'm like, and I looked at him and I go, "You're the Illuminati. Like, wh why do you keep doing the pyramid?" He's in his twenties. Like, he's like late, late twenties, but he's not famous or anything. I mean, he but failed. There are also symbols. For he didn't make it to city council like twice, so he I don't is. know. He, he's not, so he didn't make it with his campaign. But he always takes the photo like with his fingers, and it's like. They kind of I, like. <laughs> I think I know the guy you're talking about, and that might be because he's in a different group of people that use hand symbolisms to designate that they're in that that uh, group to people who are. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a group that I don't really talk about too much um, publicly because, uh, you know, I do like my life. Is <laughs> <laughs> the for Adam people. Sandler? Adam oh. Sandler, Ugh, that son of a bitch. Yeah, he, he, it's another movie. Like he literally owns Netflix. Like I was just looking at this movie. Um, it's about a lizard and a turtle, and it's called Leo. It's on Netflix. Adam Sandler. It's his movie. 
That was another movie. Step aside so some up and comer can get the role. Like no, they're not going. No, I, there was a movie about like one of his daughters supposedly had like it's like this a uh, tradition that when she becomes like a woman or whatever, and like the religion is the whole movie is inside her family. The whole cast is his wife, his daughters, him, family member. Like what the fuck? Like I mean, it's like I said, now his whole family, they all probably are getting paychecks for this thing because it's you know, and he's just pumping. Like I need to know exactly what deal or whatever he signed because I want to, I want to find that Don't deal because do shit. they do approach people who are talented and some of these people like like Gaga and. They talk about how they were approached by a man in black after they started to come up a little bit, and whether this is them lying because they actually like have been destined for this for a long time, whatever they've been hooked in since childhood, whatever it is, they do approach people with talent, and they see if you're an influencer, if you're someone that they think would be willing to go their way, they will bring you in, and like I think a, some YouTube people, Shane, he he did a uh, Illuminati contract on a, on. Um, I mean, shit, I wouldn't be surprised that, like, Logan Paul and Jake Paul did it. I mean, how the hell do you come out of Cleveland? Of of popularity. I think that those guys are, I've seen them throw hand symbolism. I've also heard that one guy who's the fighter talk about that the aliens are coming, which is one of their clubs, like... That's Logan. Like, Logan Paul, he's... He came out to be a flat earther, like, I don't know, like, 2012 or something like that. He was supposed to be a flat earther, and then he... Said then he was lying, but then he came back again and said then he was like told to say then he was lying, yeah. and then he kind of like went back and now he's like mm-hmm. it's weird because Confusing, again like how the hell did these two Cleveland kids because they're both Clevelanders like how does these two Cleveland kids turn to be like that famous I'm sorry like doesn't work that way so and it's not to say that they're not talented like he punches hard I'm sure like it's not <laughs> oh they're fake punches but the fame the Meteoric rise to fame as being an organic concept. That doesn't exist. Like, you cannot do it. it. It's pretend. It's almost the same way that they pretend that you could run for an elected office and actually win. But it's the same way. Oh, and anybody, you can go there and you'll get discovered. And you just have to have the right time, the right moment, and everything. Just like, you can, but you still won't get in. They're not going to let you in. But if you are hooked in, a lot of these people are hooked in through childhood, through the parents. And they kind of get set up to be in this satanic club and they start doing the ritual stuff really early. And it's, it, it is, you see these people being promoted and it's like, okay, I could see that person being promoted for the sake of them seeing it being a really big money maker. But if you look at someone like MGK, he is not a likable person. No, oh my God, you're talking to someone that I like personally, like with all the passion in the world. I have never hated someone in my so life. I have not hated someone in my life. And I mean, he's not even a Clevelander. He, he was in Shaker. Like, his life was in Shaker and I Cleveland Heights. Kind of. He, I think he just uses Cleveland as a city to rep so that he has that kind of like rap thing where they rep their city. So he moved around a lot and he was living in Egypt and a lot of the occult stuff has to do with Egyptology and, and Osiris and that's why partly why they do the one eye. It's like part of this old story where it's one like deity brother stole the other one's eye and he mocks him by putting his hand over it and that's what they're doing they're like oh, mocking this old deity <laughs> so but uh yeah, he's bathed in blood on video and then two years ago they did this thing called mgk day where oh my fucking god all these tickets for the whole stadium and gave them away they were free 
and the, and like the rock hall like put the stands out. It's like he started he started doing it now. It's like a, it's a Cleveland. It's literally the mayor of Cleveland signed it and made it into a Cleveland holiday. So the mayor's in it too. The mayor's it's, in the same it, club. It, it's a ridiculous, the most ridiculous, disgusting thing. Like I mean, literally, the guy like climbed into his stage. Owns a coffee bar. Release balloons. Like it's makes he owns money off the city. Uh, yeah, like he literally makes money off the city. For people, I saw one time, but it's like you know, just why don't you go live in anything in Cleveland that is pink? You know that belongs to that motherfucker. What? Everything in Cleveland that is pink belongs to him, pretty much, because that's his color. Ugh. Like his identity is pink. Like. He's literally the Barbie, the bar, like the, the cowgirl Barbie. Pretty yeah. much that's who he is. That's the I thing. Have a, I have a, there's a video where I went to outside of this concert on MGK day and I was using my megaphone to reveal that he's in the Illuminati and say these things loudly. And so that was one Can of the you like invite like, me next year and do that? I will be more, I swear I will dress like, the, I will dress like the R9 Junior just no, for that shit. I was having a problem with the police that were on the thing. I was like, you guys don't mind that I'm here to protest MGK because he's satanic and he's a bad representative of the city. And they're like, Oh no, no! I will design the posters. I will. I will bring your whole protest crew. Believe me, I. But you can't acknowledge that that's happening because if you are somebody that's famous, a lot of times people do that. They they start a beef with somebody who's a little bit more famous because that'll like raise them up. But they don't. They don't acknowledge you because then it would give you that credibility that that you're seeking. So. Like, he's never going to acknowledge... I went into his coffee shop one time just to try to, like, find him because I thought he was in town I wanted to confront him. And it's like, you can't... You can't do that. <laughs> Luckily, he wasn't there, so... I, I keep forgetting that he has a Cleveland coffee shop, too. It's like that... What is it called? Like, Club something? Whatever is it? 27. 27. Like, yeah, it's like by... It's, isn't it close, like, to the Flats area? Yeah. It's uh, all pink, also. Like, I mean, if you don't know, like, it's all pink and every single Cleveland, like... Little, I'm sorry, I'm gonna throw it out there. I'm gonna say the word that I have never said publicly, but every little hoe in Cleveland <laughs> that has an OnlyFans literally goes to that and takes a selfie. And oh my gosh, I'm like the biggest shit. And that did not come from him, it came exactly from me. Okay, I started on the OnlyFans. I, 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 I had to, I've met some females lately that are into a lot of the stuff I'm into and into me. And then I find out they got an OnlyFans and I have a deal with that if I want to still pursue them because I did listen you can become famous at OnlyFans <laughs> no it was no they didn't you can that be all night that I would have to deal with the fact that that was their income source I've dated a stripper before and it is wouldn't you like to have your own OnlyFans no just imagine like just the all night OnlyFans <laughs> I don't know, I feel like all the medieval people will subscribe to that. You have a good following, all you Cleveland fans will be subscribed they to this. if it was just a, whole, a website devoted to me just getting punched. <laughs> they might like a Patreon kind of thing. No, I never really thought about asking people for money for what I do because I, I think it's tacky uh, when people do that. I think it's tacky when celebrities do that. I think it's tacky when celebrities do commercials for products. Shit, we're fucked because... I was gonna start a Patreon, but I don't know. He just he just kind of like throw that out there. Well, you can still do it. It's just ten. So <laughs> <laughs> no judgment there. So yeah, I've had that uh, said to me before. Like, hey, why don't you? And and I could I could use money to go to some further away events that uh, that are volatile and do public safety at the protests, and and I could. Um, but honestly, I have the I have the money that I need to do the stuff that I'm trying to do. I always have what I need. And if I'm trying to get more and I don't have it, it's it's God's way of showing me you not don't do that. That like that's not the thing you're doing. So like let that go, move on, or figure out how to do it without the money. And then 
it'll be more beneficial to you. So yeah, I, when I ran for office, I thought, oh, here comes the money. Like they're gonna, there's somebody's gonna donate to me or something. But then I kind of realized, like, no, it doesn't work that way. You have to be in the Illuminati to run for politics too. So basically, I like Nancy Pelosi was yeah. I just and those people, the politicians, they all do the hand signs too. They do the same symbolism. They'll stand there and while they're doing a speech, they'll hold up the six 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 sign in their hand, and people will be like, oh, it's all right. He's just making a hand sign because he's he's just doing it. And it's no, they're doing it on purpose uh, so that they're, they're photographed that way. Or you see somebody behind them doing it there, or there's this one, uh, I forget, I forget what magazine it was. It was like better homes and gardens. And they did something on, uh, Harry Styles. And, <laughs> I don't know if a lot of talk to these, I think a lot of talk to these people because they're, they're hyper celebrities and they're in the, the public domain. So, and anytime you put yourself out there, like that, you're going to, that you're making videos and stuff, you kind of are in the public domain and, I pretty much like I'm not gonna, I learned to slowly hate hairstyles because my first girlfriend I want to say was had like this obsessive like crush on this guy through like almost like a magic spell something that, exactly like her background photo and this was back on the like iPod times it wasn't like it wasn't just thinking even as an iPhone she had an iPod and her iPod background was like this guy and I hope she's not listening to this because I'm still friends with her <laughs> I hope she's not listening to us. Yeah, like, literally, like, iPod was his background, his music, everything. I was like, what the hell? Like, there's probably some synthesizers in it that give her some kind of like a feeling and deepen her dopamine receptors. But then there's there's definitely like some. some also, it is safe to mention, and this was like, I was like 11, 12 years old. <laughs> yeah. I'm 23 now. This was like almost a decade ago. Let's just make that very clear. If you listen to that 11, 12, that's probably why you're cursed now with some of the, the thoughts that you have. <laughs> so, but on the cover of this magazine, which was like a home magazine, he's he's got his hands and he's got a little cross tattooed on his hand, but he's doing this thing where the cross is upside down. And so I called customer service and I said, hey, why do you guys have an upside down cross on the front of your magazine? And they're like, well, that's just Harry's tattoo. And I was like, but the way that you've oriented it, it's upside down. And she's like, oh, we're very happy with the way that Harry's picture turned out. Like, they call him Harry. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, let me look at a different one. So I open up this other one, and it's, like, got Ariana Grande, and she's, like, doing an article with her mom. And, and she's, like, talking about, how, oh, I love my mom. And then she's hugging her mom, and in the picture we're talking about, on her mom's shoulder, she's making the 666 sign with her hands. It's like, you can't shut it off for, for, for a minute while you're, while you're doing that. I'm trying to figure out, is it these photographers that are in the Illuminati? They're like, hey, can you do one of those Illuminati dances? Or is it these celebrities that are like, you know what would be funny is if I did this here. Like the one eye symbolism thing they do, you'll see it now. And a lot of them, they always pick some kind of clever way to do it. Like the one hand over the eye that's so like, they'll do it if that's all they got. But usually they'll use something that's relevant to their fame. So like Greta Thunberg. She's got um, a globe in a picture where she's holding the globe up and she's looking at it in the picture. You can only see her one eye. And then she's got another cover of a magazine. Talk to me about Greta. Ooze coming down her face and it's covering one eye. And it's because it's part of their one eye symbolism. And like I said, I don't know if, if Greta's like, all right, just get it so it drips so they can just see the one eye because I got it. Get the one sure. eye. How dare you if you don't or get my one like eye? How dare you to ruin my photo? <laughs> think she'd want to be seen or or maybe there's like some stylist that does all the photos that's like all right so don't forget we gotta do your illuminati post i wonder if they all say yeah. like they all share the same photographer 
There's Mike. a lot of uh, YouTube channels that are devoted to this, so you can just look up Illuminati hand sign celebrities, and they'll just go for hours and hours and hours. There's one guy that he was put put three hour videos, hundreds of them, just just documenting all these celebrities doing these these satanic hand signs. So it's out there. It's pretty clear. I'm actually going to Greta's Instagram because now I'm curious to see they like say things that that are indicative of that they're in these clubs and that they do bad things and that they like hurt and abuse people and that's part of their rituals. So you really have to beware of these people that you think that are just funny, famous actors. Like she wasn't actually Greta. Greta's a good example of that because she was a simple nobody and all of a sudden mm-hmm. she made a speech and she's like the biggest person in the world. Like, I mean, I've been a climate activist for like years. And you're telling me that this girl just made a like small speech and that is exactly it. Look at the other photo, the one eye. Like literally, the the eye is like the eye is covered. Oh yeah, they gotta be clever with it. They gotta be clever with it. <laughs> so if I see you in the future one, you're doing the one eye. It better be like some kind of. Oh my gosh, this like, is the one you're saying, like the, the painting that, the, the like the oil. The black goo's got some kind of. Yeah, it's like coming out of her eye. What is oh. that even? What is that photo? Like I will, I will leave this uh like the photos and stuff oil. in the and the episode like <laughs> um, notes. But I guess it's like the oil coming out of her eye, like. What is that even like? Oh my god! And you can see, like Miss T.S. herself, Taylor Swift. That's another one that I she's cannot a, even. She's doing actual satanic rituals on stage. You can just see it. They're just like in all these cloaks, walking around, pentagrams, and like candles lit, and people are like, "Oh, this is a clever way to." I care so much that I don't even follow her on Instagram. I don't care enough about Taylor Swift. Like she's just. You know, no, don't don't feed the beasts. She's like everything that everybody pretty much. Have you ever noticed how she take every single one of her photos? Her microphone is like very close to her ass. It's like I'm farting. <laughs> kind of thing. Like I always have to make fun of that. It's like a lot of their views are fake too. Like you, you get these things where it looks like they're more popular, so that you're like, oh, it's got five million views. I gotta check this out too. So that's one of their tricks. You know, I thought that uh, when I did don the knight's attire and started doing this public safety thing, I wasn't doing it because I was trying to be famous. But then when I started to get into some some situations that were like, wow, this is kind of a newsworthy situation. I think that some of these conservative media outlets would be interested in this stuff, don't you think? And I was sending stuff to them, and they're blocking me too. And it's like, wait, why? Why wouldn't you want this? And so some, I would, I would watch people um, doing what I do, and but they were doing it in a in a smaller way where it was like. They were not as clever with what they're saying. They're definitely not in night's attire. They're just wearing normal clothes. They're, and I'd reach out to these conservative personalities that were coming up and say, hey, like, do you, what's up? I'm, I want to be friends. Like, you have the same enemies as I do. Like, I see you're fighting refuse fascism and making fun of them. Like, so do I. Like, you, you don't like Antifa? Neither do I. Like, you want to, like, do work together? And one guy, his name's Elijah Schaefer, he... He, he keeps failing upwards. It's incredible to watch how these things work because he started going out and doing RepCop stuff after I did. He started going out and like kind of razzing them. And then he started to become, oh, he's just an on-the-scene guy doing shooting stuff at volatile protests. And he went to some of these ones that had like real big riots and fires. And the one thing he did to like get cred is he went inside this like looted uh Drugstore. The CVS? Like, don't, yeah, don't go in there. Why would you do that? Like, clearly it's being looted. And he went in there to, like, just be like, oh man, and they're like, they're beating me and stuff. It's like, no. Okay. 
So, but I had messaged him like, Hey, are you interested in putting together a documentary on these kind of protest scenes around the country? We're all dealing with similar situations. You, you're doing your thing over there. I know this guy's here, this guy's here. And he didn't, he didn't get back to me. Instead, he made a documentary just about himself. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, all right. And then he got a show on Blaze TV. And it's like, but this guy's not funny or, or creative or clever. And it's like, what? Okay. So then I'm like, Hey, Blaze TV, like, I, I, are you interested in this? Cause like, I'll sell you stuff. Like I need money to do this. I would like to do this as a profession too. So, you know, I'm sending stuff to Greg, my old photographer. He sends stuff to Infowars all the time. And we're expecting to be like, why are we being invited on as like esteemed guests on these things? Like I'm in the streets. I'm, I'm literally going to toe to toe with Antifa. And some of the things I was doing were just so incredible that it's like, how, how are you guys not asking what's going on with this guy? Because like some of the stuff at the Kent State Open Carry Walk, that was incredible footage. There's a guy in full nights, objectively, there's a guy in full nights attire and he's like on the front lines with the cops and, and he's hitting, He's defending with the shield and these Antifa people are just running into his shield because they're idiots. And it's like, this is incredible footage. Nobody wants to ask about that. So the, uh, the news, like they even had a clip of the, the part where the crusader and the shield and the Antifa guys running into the shield. And it's like, they never followed up on that or anything. And no one wanted to know about that. It's all because they're in the same Illuminati club and I'm not in it. They're not ever going to let me in it. They're going to let me do what I do. Cause I kind of fly under the radar. I'm not a real threat to them. Like who cares if I talked about that, they put their hand over their eye and they bathe in blood, like they do it on video. So, but, uh, yeah, that's why I just kind of, I just do my own thing. I just put out my own music that I produce myself. I've, I've worked with some local producers to, um, get the kind of sound that I wanted when I didn't know how to make the sounds myself. And also to kind of get some names that I knew, would help me on, uh, you know, get just a little bit more credentials in some of my music. It's like, oh, this guy's just making music in his bedroom or something. It's like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually going to studios. I'm working with real producers. I'm paying them. I've had to put a lot of bars of silver into my music production. So, um, like I said, better to just stay away from the fame game. Just do it yourself. And who are you trying to get to see your stuff anyways? Like, you People don't care. Like they look at your thing for five seconds and then it's gone. If you get these people who are, you don't know that are following you and watching your stuff, it's like, you don't really have this connection with them. You're going back to your old account. That's just your friends and family going, Hey, does any of you, any of you hundred people like my stuff? Like, <laughs> no. Okay. And then you go over and you try to get the dopamine from the, the likes on the other one, but it's not the same because it's like, well, I don't even know these people. And it's like, do you really care about being famous to people that you don't know? Do you care about people seeing you and going, oh, that's so-and-so? I don't care about that. I like some exposure to some of my work because I think it's good. I think that people who are into the stuff that I'm into would like it. I just think, I, I just hesitate to be annoying with the marketing of it. So I don't want to jam it down people's throats. I don't want to be like, like doing anything tricky where maybe I make like a fake account that's all devoted to, to like just crusaders. And then I like pull the rug out and I'm like, Hey, you guys hear this crusader song? So I don't want to do anything like that. Cause I just want people to enjoy my stuff. And it's cool to have, to have 
creations and, and productions that when I talk to people in person or when I meet new people or, you know, when I'm gone and my, my old family's like, Hey, we had this uncle that did some crazy stuff or your grandpa did this. And it was like, what do you mean? And it's like, Oh, you can go on that old website. It's called YouTube and you can watch 50,000 commercials. But then you get to see this footage of this guy who's doing this crazy <laughs> and he's like, makes music. And they'll be like, my, I don't know. What? Maybe no one so did this. Maybe one day we'll have a statue of you in little Italy. We'll replace Columbus with you. <laughs> Not necessary. Not necessary. <laughs> so it would be nice to, uh, Go play some music. Um, I, I'm still because of the the negative connotations in my persona. Like I, I'm not invited to play at music festivals, and I've had a hard time getting my films into film festivals. And so, you know, I don't I, know. Cleveland's gonna have the um, Cleveland Marijuana March. You yeah. want to play there? Oh, I, they're I, gonna I, have I mean, a stage, to my knowledge. I'll, I'll go down to that for sure. Yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have an actual stage, so you can be one of the like guest stars, like playing on the stage. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on a, um, I'm helping a DIY space get put together, so maybe they'll let me play in there. I've done some open mics. There's some cool open mics around in, in Lakewood. There used to be one before Corona, so I played there. I've played in public plenty. I just haven't played in public with a full band with my crusader music. I actually have a hard time getting musicians because. A lot of musicians are of the left political leaning, so they, uh, when I tell them, hey, I'll, leave, I'll, I'll put an ad out, so I'll pay you to like be my drummer, and, and they're like, oh, who, who is this? And it's like... The it's, Crusade guy. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Like, there was one woman that was, that was like, hey, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty extreme. And I was like, oh, all right, let's see how extreme you are. And she was like hanging different BDSM implements from like her body during her stage performance I was like no not not exactly what I was looking for and then I had people <laughs> reach out to me that be like hey I'm a drummer I found your ad um like please tell me at least if my email's working I've messaged back to so many people and they don't respond to me and I watch this this woman's drumming and I'm like that's pretty good yeah I like your drumming I like what you did here I send her a message back like would you want to work together and then they don't respond to me it's like why would you treat me like that after all these people treated you like that and I sent you this 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 nice message complimenting your drumming so it is hard to find people to work with when you do find somebody that you get along with and that you work with and well like stick with them and keep working with that's why I, I work with Juan on these little productions because even though ideologically we are opposed he was running down a list of some of his candidacy things that he wants to do and I'm like no 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 but <laughs> Gee. We work well together. We work very professionally together. The first time we did it was on that documentary that shot Sealy Protest 2020. And again, that I just I did on my own because I... We need to do one more. Yeah, we was need worth. something. Oh. We need to do Wastworth. And I'm 100% was, sure was, that if we ask the organizer, <laughs> the organizer would be more than happy to join us oh, and be part of it. Even with me here? Yes. You know, I, I, I think we need to do like... A, we need to do a... We need to go back to that specific spot and oh. do an do an episode of the do an episode not of the podcast but do a documentary again right there and invite and invite the host of the event to be part of the and maybe invite the opposition maybe have a little bit of everything. Show up and what he what he plans is another second. Hey, listen, if you're willing, if you're willing to put it together, you can borrow microphones if you need. You can have you can have like 
You can even take my phone with you. I'll, yeah, I'll I was, let you the I, tripods. I would like to. That was such a wild event, and there has been so many repercussions following it. Like it's. There's, I think there's it'll so definitely wild. make a hell of a good documentary. Yeah, that's true. I got some good. I'll do. I'll do the marketing. I'll do the marketing. Well, I was just kind of talking about you know what could I work on you with in the future because you know we've been there's some things that are lacking in Cleveland because I don't know they didn't do the Illuminati rituals like some <laughs> magazine is is they're close they're getting close to being nothing they're, the magazine's paper thin now it used to be like like half inch thick and now it's four or five pages that are the few ads that they got left and everything that they put out is just generic leftism with a couple like critiques on the city and so there's not really good like entertainment no, they need to they need to like i say no you know what for the episode for the episode for the promotion we need to go like don't do it, <laughs> you can't do it. because when you get famous later on when you're when you're a um a working politician then they're going to be like hey illuminati x files intro song illuminati <laughs> run away <laughs> So Juan and I worked on that Sealy protest 2020, and I had only encountered him in the streets and just messaged him like, hey, would you be willing to come and sit down and do an interview outside for this? And I'm not going to cut you in any way that's going to make you look bad. I'm just going to like put what you say, and you're already a funny person, and he came... I don't know. He made, he made me look fat it. in that. What? He made me look fat. I, I didn't even tell me my hair looked awful in that one. Really? You're wearing a trench coat. And I, Listen, that trench coat, that trench coat still, like, literally, it's on my chair right now. That trench coat has history. You got arrested on that thing, okay? The way you showed up, I didn't tell you to come dressed like that. You just arrived in all black with a red bow tie. It was like, oh. That's how I dress. Like, I'm, I'm wearing khakis today because it's a casual day. <laughs> so, it, but I, I had a good time doing that, and working with you was fun. And then you were nice enough to bring me on for your podcast, even though you've been told in the past, don't platform me. But the... the the thing is, is you you'll give anyone a voice to speak, and and I've never done anything to you or 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 um, offended you in any way that that, and I've always told you the truth, just like I'm telling you guys the truth here. I don't lie to people. Like I told you the truth about Repcam and some things you don't want to hear, but that's why uh, I don't know. All hell, Laura Vakian. <laughs> not me, <laughs> not me, but. Um, yeah, find some good people to work with, start putting out your own productions and, you know, make some more content to watch because people like watching stuff. I mean, you just keep scrolling through and it's like, I, it, it takes a lot of work. So I, I can't put stuff out every month. It takes me a month to make a song and it takes me months to make a documentary. So, but back to the one we were going to make ourselves, uh, yeah, Wadsworth would be a very interesting one to put together. People still aren't interested in that topic because... Even if they're not, it's still a good episode. Even if it was like Sealy protest Wadsworth, we could do something like that. So otherwise, um, I don't know. We might have to put together. Like, I had the market. I have the marketing in my head right now. Oh, Just tell me when I have like everything, posters, like the internet, like online. I have it. I'm like picturing in my head, and I I have it. Oh, but there's just certain certain aspects of it that I don't know if we can get into. But we'll talk about that um, future. What else could we? We talk about it in regards to the fame and Illuminati. Do you have any more questions about that? I don't think so. I mean, I think you walk you walk through a lot of good stuff there. You share a lot of uh, good, and you were the host of this one today. I think this should be like featuring myself instead of you, because you're the host. <laughs> I was the co-host here. Well, thanks a lot. I know that you kind of had an open spot and needed to to get some some stuff going. I figured 
Um, we talked about this. I, I brought in some other topics we could talk about, um, you know, different time. I know that you and I have mentioned dating and the current dating scene and being a straight man of any dating age and the new pitfalls that you have to navigate in order to find a any girlfriend, but like a traditional girlfriend that's going to like become your wife and have kids. Whew. That's not doing OnlyFans. Good luck. I think I I, listen again. I I have the camera equipment. I think we need to go and create this series already. Dating a night. We just need to make it happen. I mean, you have to get the female that's that's willing to accept all the unusual aspects of my life. Like I said, I have girls that are that do the uh, medieval reenactment stuff with me that are interested in, in that aspect of it, but then. It's like, wait, what's who, what's this all night thing going on here? What is this public safety at the protests? And who? Uh, uh, okay, so and a lot of the people that are in the medieval stuff, they're kind of into the left, and then it's also like, like let's say I meet a normal person, because like I still talk to normal girls, and I just go to bars and talk to them like normal, and they talk to me. But then, you know, when we get to the end of the conversation, they're like, does this come off? And it's like, no. <laughs> it's like, oh. Bye. <laughs> so, um, it would take a special uh, pers- person to date me. Right now, I'm content with, with going to see my New Orleans stripper girlfriend once in a while and throwing some money on stage at her. So, that's like, that's all I need. It's just like a, a brief encounter here and there. And uh, otherwise, like hanging out with girl, a girl every day, you know, it's kind of gay. <laughs> I mean, it's 2023. I don't know. The new norm is not being straight. That's true. So, yeah, thanks for this opportunity to uh, warn your audience and and just give them a little bit of background on what it's like if you just, you know, sell all your stuff and try to go pursue a career in entertainment. Don't join Scientology or the Repcoms. Don't join Scientology. Don't join the Repcom. Don't do any... Illuminati um, stuff. stuff. No Illuminati stuff. No witchcraft. Just, Triangle just, in the eye. You know what? Stay in your own city and start working with people that you are cool with. So. All right. So that's uh, all for this episode. We will, um, again, as in the description of this episode in all platforms, there will be the link to the uh, episode notes. I don't have more like the posts. We mentioned photos and different organizations. Uh, all that crap will be there. But that doesn't mean you want to join them. Yeah, maybe he'll wrap this one with a, one of my fresh tracks. Maybe I would rather be crusading. You can roll that one since since I'm not going to get played on the radio because I'm not an Illuminati. There you go. Roll the music. The dream is over in these modern days. All around me are amenities and I'll pray This episode and all episodes of Politico with Juan Coyote Diaz are Spotify original from Anchor.fm and Chuck Norris approved. Right, Chuck? Chuck Norris approved.